This fella Ronaldo is a cop. I don't care what he goes. I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreadful. Lord Liddell, he's the guy who ran away and left his wife for a young one. Welcome back, everybody, to the Liquid Football Podcast, and it's time for your special segment and ours, The Hand of Cod. <laughs> now, guys... Holy shit, we'll be spoiled for choice. We are Holy so, shit, we so spoiled for choice. We <laughs> might have to do a double he- helping of it, because, man, it's been a fucking week. It's been two weeks. It's been three weeks. We've had so much to give out about. Oh, man. So, we've all, we all know of our um, choices already. We're all frantically on our phones now, getting our evidence. Like we're yeah. we're open fucking court here. It's proper fucking ace attorney shit right here. Presenting evidence, objection. objection. So who wants to go first? Oh, can I? Because my one, my one's quite quick. Yes. Because like, uh, you, you, it's a proper. I have no words for this. Like, so Romelu Lukaku mm-hmm. uh, scored in his first two games for Inter. Yes. Fair play to him. Done well. Um, Unfortunately, he's been targeted with mon- monkey. He got over the win at Cagliari. He got targeted with monkey chance. Yeah. And then he was like, "Look, this is terrible." Blah 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 blah. This is awful. Now, and to be fair, Cagliari do have form in this because he did racially abuse Moisey Ken throwing bananas at him. That's last true. Season. Now this and also, yeah, I am gonna. Every year they target a new. It, it, it's black, al- black it's also Italy. It's quite a prevalence. It is very prevalent. Yeah. It's very fucking prevalent. <laughs> Unbelievably, the ultras wrote back to him with an open letter on Facebook, mm. insisting that the monkey chants were not racist. And I don't, I don't, I have to. I've no other words other than their own, right? So you have to understand that Italy is not like many of the North European countries where racism is a real problem. Parenthesis theirs. <laughs> right. In Italy, we have some ways. Parenthesis theirs again. I'm actually going to have to go to the shop to buy more fucking. only to help our teams and to try to make our opponents nervous not for racism but to mess them up I don't know hang on wait a minute this is the inter ultras defending Cagliari ultras they were saying that the monkey chants weren't racist they were there to upset him to fuck him up but none of that makes sense none of it makes sense none of it makes any sense first off you don't get to pick what you're saying is racist or not? I don't get you don't you don't get a say in that, right? Yeah. It, historically, monkey chants at black people is racist. Right? Yes. You don't get to say, oh well, not this time it wasn't. Fuck right off. It's like that Spurs fan who threw a banana at Pear Emmer could build me and thought, oh, that wasn't a racist thing. It's just I wanted to throw something at him, and a kid next to me was finishing his banana, and I figured, oh fuck it, I'll just fuck the banana skin at him. Sure. You're going, what? It's like that's somebody who openly. This is a, it. Also, it bleeds also into a real serious problem about racism that football has. Yeah. In that, hang on, people bought that actually. People actually, you know, he got a lifetime ban and he, yeah. as he should have. But the thing is that he actually stood in front, like actually openly said to people, throwing a banana at a black player was not a racial act. No. And you're just going, how? How do you reason that in your own head? Like, what fucking neuron has to misfire yeah. in your head that you go, oh yeah, this is correct. That's like, 
what the fuck? Like you can't, like ignorance can't get can't get no, you all the way there. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the whole Hennessy thing when he when he made the Hitler salute, and then they took him in. The question is like he suffers from a shocking lack of any kind of knowledge of the Second World War. I'm going. Are you fucking serious? Like the Second World War. It's not like oh, it's not like Gamergate. It wasn't like a, a Twitter <laughs> spot or something like that. Yeah. It was a fucking World War. Yeah. You know, it, like who doesn't know anything about the Nazis and Hitler? Are you fucking serious? Mm. I grew up knowing that shit. Where did he grow up? What we all so- learned it in school. What, I, I would I would joke and say, what Soviet gulag did he grow up in that he didn't know? But the, like, they would have known about Hitler and World War Two in a Soviet gulag. Apparently, so they don't that, teach it in Wales. Even that. Mm. But what the fuck, like that? And yeah. that's the thing. And if they I bought those teachers. I would have come out and be like, no, I fucking definitely. That's told my point that, exactly. Like, like that's shocking. I was like, but, but like he went in and they bought it that's what's even worse about the Hennessy thing I genuinely believe that what he did was racist I genuinely believe that he knew what he was doing yes. and he knew that and he thought it would be a laugh and it isn't but uh, I'm getting away from my card which is Interfans like, how the fuck it's, the, it's just the bare faced cheek to be able to go you don't understand yeah. and then they criticised him then they criticised him afterwards saying oh when you raise the issue of racism against this it um like, like it's like a they actually called him like Essentially, they accuse him of crying wolf. Yeah. That's like, what? What? How do you cry wolf when it keeps happening? And That's not all crying all wolf. It's about monkey chats and a black player. Like, what? How would that start? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that, um, yeah, here it is. Sorry, here's the quote. When you declare that racism is a problem to be fought in Italy, you just help the repression against all football fans, including us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just ending it there because there is literally nothing more I can say about that. Mm. That's just genre fucking defying levels of holy fuck you're not only saying that monkey chants at a black player aren't racist yeah. you're just there to fuck him up but you're then criticising him for saying that they're racist and then going well when you say that they're racist you're victimising you, it, it, we're the victims there but good because I can't fucking you're victimising us racists and not allowing us to be racist in our own home fucking like fuck off like you man. come over here you come over here you steal our football. <laughs> all you can do, all, if you don't mind, it's just put up with a few of the chants for the lads. Like yeah. it's just, I can't, I, like, that, that last statement, you just can't. But what can't upsets me more is that there's absolutely nothing being done about it on an admin level. No, like Syria A don't give a flying no, they fuck. Don't, they, they absolutely they don't. Because they think that's a, this is a yeah. selling point of the league. Because yeah. they look at like the German league, it's like, oh yeah, they've got, you know, they got these kind of like cult followings of, Teams and the French league is yeah. piss and Spanish league. No one wants to watch them. But where we have the real stuff. It's like, ultras, you fucking like do not have the real stuff. Not. Ultras. I tell you what. Right here's a fucking subscriber loss here. <laughs> Ultras are not real football fans. No, they can't. They're not real football fans. So I tell you why. I mean, because even, even everything English got rid of the the, the the fucking the gangs. The yeah, hooliganism gangs. You know, like Chelsea somehow got rid of the fucking headhunters and they were dug in into that club like yeah. a tick. They're and they, they were, and again, they were serious racists. Yes, serious. They were mad. They used to fucking leaflet. What was it? Was it the National Front used to? Leaflet, yes. Used to leaflet their fucking. And they used to boo the wrong players. player. I used to with boo. Um, yeah, John. The black players. Yeah, the the first black player to play for Chelsea was in the eighties. Yeah, and oh, oh fuck, what is this? Oh, John geez. fucking. That's oh, fucking ball. Yeah, I can't remember his well, name. I, no, I remember. I remember reading the like a column that he wrote. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, and he was saying it was like. He, he was getting the racist abuse yeah. and then he turned around and saw that it was actually coming from like, his own his own fans yeah, his yeah. own fans and he's like kind of, 
it's wrong, but you kind of expect it from opposition fans. Mm. Like these are like these are guys wearing the same jersey as me. Yeah, and goes, I know that that was something you couldn't take. Oh, that was terrible. Fuck. It just does. It just doesn't make sense. Paul Canaville. Yes. Paul Canaville. Thank you. Um, thank you, Google. Um, but yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It does. It's in this day and age. But actually, it's not even this day and age. It's prevalence <laughs> it's, everywhere. It's, got, it's been everywhere, and it's just more kind of I think in people's. I like eyeliner like earshot because of social media and like thing, video clips of racist things happening can go viral very quickly um, and as well like social media the issue that like Paul Pogba missed the penalty ha 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 Paul Pogba missed the penalty but also then he got very bad racist, racial him and, and, and Rashford, yeah. Rashford yeah. Virulent two weeks racist. worth of racist abuse over missed penalties yeah, like, like, and it's the same type of accounts about, like Whatever about, you know, fucking Paul Pogba, because like, he's a cunt, but like... Yeah, yeah, no, you, you don't... The, ra- the racist you... thing, like, just stop that... Oh, I just... And But these people who are anonymous on Twitter and they think... They, they get, get away, away with it. With it's it. It's, it's anonymity, because Twitter yeah. has no problem with it, apparently, because, no. like... They get clicks. Yeah. That's how it works. That, that's how social but media like, works. Like, I, someone made a good point. I think it was on the Guardian podcast that, like, hmm. a video clip of something happening in the Premier League yeah. that's put up by someone and within 30 seconds it's taken down again. Because it's copyrighted. Yeah. Whereas, you know, this violent abuse and these, like, threats can, yeah. you know, can be issued by people numerous occasions, numerous times. Mm. They can be reported, they can be blocked and then they're back again. Yeah. The fact is, it's the not seeing the forest from the trees whole principle, especially around the social media thing, I just can't get my head around. The fact that you're not dealing with the social issue you're still being like this like massive media conglomerate. You have our, all of our data. You can do anything with that. But you'd rather keep stoking the fire because you know it serves your brand more. That's what upsets me more. There is no no sense of just like, you know, let's make like Twitter is responsible for society being shit as it is. It's one of the like social media is like killing us practically by making us so fucking tribal and divisive and just like this racist thing happened, now more things are happening and it just it all spirals out of control. There's no desire to do that because fuck it, you get clicks, you get more money. Simple as. Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if anybody really wanted to, I mean, particularly after this fucking last few weeks, anybody if they really wanted to do a thing, Sunas would be out in his arse as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I. Yeah. He, soon he, as soon he, as put he, a spot he in was there. my card until I read about the Interfans. Because mm. I'm I don't follow Syria quite a whole lot. No. I have a friend of mine. If I have any Syria question, he actually lives over there. If I have any question, I'll just send him an email here. What's what's the fucking deal on this guy? Yeah. Uh, when like when we were getting uh, Torreira off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, here, what the fuck? Is, what's up, what's up with this guy? And he's like, Jesus Christ, if you get him, you're fucking set. Mm. So I, I have a guy who goes. So I didn't realize that, but fucking soon. Oh, what the fuck? Like holy shit! Like just old 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 racist man. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, yeah the Guardian uh, Sachin Nakarani of the Guardian said like. Sionis' comments uh, reminded him of like his first example of racial stereotyping. He said when he was really young, can't remember what old, but he said it's a joke he got told, which is what you call a black man in the suit, guilty. Mm. You know, and then he's like, what the fuck? Like, and then he said Sionis' comments reminded him of that kind of a yeah. joke. I was going, but actually, the, the fact the Sionis thing is is very kind of very similar to the Lukaku thing in a way Soonest because it's my such honorable a, mention. It's such a preconception. Yeah, like there's actually you have absolutely, and it, it even says it himself in his analysis. Is the fact like I don't know if he uh, maybe he has an attitude problem. It's like you have absolutely no basis for that. No, you just you just had nothing to say in the player because you don't know who he is, yeah. Yeah. and you know you're too proud to say I don't know the player. I haven't the, done my research. I really don't see the harm. 
in someone who's been brought on as a pundit for you know talking about the match they've just watched yeah and knowing about the team that they've just played and then someone asking a question about someone who's playing for a different team or something and some, them kind of going well to be honest with you I was asked to follow this team you know yeah. and I was asked to do commentary on this I'm not I'm not like you know immediately yeah. the knowledge of this person you're talking about like, like you, you can produce a show I, a different I, way I find that like yeah. on yeah. Sky Sports and stuff like that they can be throwing these questions and they give these answers that they are just making up on the spot. It's totally yeah. Because they haven't a clue. Like they could be asked just like, you know, a le- like a complete left field question. Yeah. You know, like, you know, something completely ma- random. And because they don't know the answer, they just make up something and then they run with it with a story. Well, see, it's it's that relate it's that narrative they're trying to make around whatever they well, have. He was even making his shit up. I'm like he ran with the claim also that uh Ars- Wenger sold Adabior to City because there was something wrong with him. I was like, hang on. No, Adebayo forced a move. Yeah, Adebayo yeah. want no Adebayo wanted to stay. <laughs> it's like he didn't want okay. to get sold to see. I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, actually, I'm coming with yeah. misremember that story then. Oh, oh no, Na- it was Nasri who was forced to move. No, no, no. Wenger uh, sold Adebayo to City because it was something quite right with him, which is incorrect because Ars- Wenger wanted him to stay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Wenger yeah. wanted him to stay. It was, was Adebayo wanted to move. Yeah. Adebayor Adebayor yeah. I was thinking. I thought it was a Nasri move. I was thinking of. Oh, well, that as well. That as well. Yeah. And there's definitely something wrong with that comment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also the thing. Like he brought up, up. He brought up about Adebayo, another black player, yeah. to reinforce another misconception about another black player, mm. which neither of which he has any idea about. No. Yeah. I just go. What the fuck? He's actually he's used a lie. To back up an ignorance. Yes. Kind of a Trumpism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I was just going, what the fuck? Like, is Speaking this... of massive racists. Speaking of massive yeah. racists, Rachel, what's your cod? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not, he's not racist though. He's well, just well he's replacing a sort of... You know, yeah, Paris, yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> so, so is Rachel? Is, that was a clue. What's your cod? Uh, Phil Neville. Phil <laughs> Neville is my cod. Oh. Um, actually, to, uh, I'm surprised you got this far. I'm already cod. I'm like, I know... Yeah, you got this. Um, Yeah, so Phil Neville, um, manager of the England Lionesses. And, yeah, like, he got a lot of criticism in the World Cup for not knowing what he was doing. Mm. And quite rightly got criticised for his team selections and his tactics that had some of the best players, you know, in the world playing in positions or in formations that didn't suit their best strengths. So yeah. like trying to put Fran Kirby as a centre mid when she's a really fucking fantastic number ten or number nine. Yeah. Uh you know, another most recently he's put Lucy Bronze, who is the literal PFA player of the year. The best right back in the world. Right back in the world. Yeah. As defensive mid. <laughs> um That like, makes sense. Like Whatever about doing squad experimentation and squad kind of, you know, changing and kind of trying to get the most out of your players mm. and seeing, well, if we were put in a situation where this needed to happen, would this work? Yeah. I, I get that. I do. But yeah, there's the room frequency for and the inaccuracy of his decisions is just <laughs> blindingly fucking stupid. Now, that's not why he's your cod, though, is it? No. The thing is, he... <laughs> that's the, that is the mere appetizer. The, yes. So, he makes stupid decisions. He gets criticised quite rightly on social media. Not He isn't at it, by the way. It's just... Or, and, like, journalistic, you know, columns have him mentioned in this as well. Yeah. People who are in the know about women's football are baffled by him. Mm. Baffled by his appointment... 
baffled by the fact that he's still in the job. Yeah. And baffled by the fact he's been nominated for FIFA's the best as one of the managers. And um, and on the back of this, um, during the international break in the women's game, uh, the England have already qualified for Euro twenty twenty one due to the fact that they are hosting it. Yeah. Uh, so they're only playing friendlies from this point forward yeah so while all the other teams are out trying to qualify England are playing uh, uh, friendlies Mm. Um, so in the build up to the Norway game having read some of the unflattering uh, opinions of him and his managerial style he came out with this beaut of an (laughs) inaccurate quote which was I have a vision that no one else has he's blind uh, so is this Phil Neville or Martin Luther King or Cotton? Uh, David got, Brent actually. <laughs> I have a vision that no one else has. I've got bravery that no other coach has. You can see it, can't you? you can probably see it had. Like he's like, I've got bravery that no other coach has probably had. So do you know what? Thank your lucky stars. I'm here and I'm here to stay. I'm going to continue to keep improving. I've got a long way to go. Yeah, uh, but I think. That with a set of players we've got and with my philosophy, I think we can go a long way. I live and breathe it. I never have a bad day. England went on to lose (laughs) (laughs) against Norway, who they'd beaten 3-0 in the uh, quarterfinals of the World Cup, which arguably was their best match. Um, They lost 2-1 despite having one of the best goals by Georgia Sanway ever scored. Mm. Um, Holy shit, yeah. That was a fucking belter. Uh, but tactics, they just fell apart. Millie Bright, who continuously gets started um, and sent back, and Steph Houghton, who's the captain. So you can kind of understand. Mm. Neither of them have covered themselves in glory in the last five or ten appearances that they've had for in the England shirt. Yeah, I'd say Houghton had a fairly average World Cup. But I think it's because like they defended so naively, like there was no like cover midfield. It was just like when the ball got between defence and midfield. Oh, I can't. I don't know what to do with this. Someone help. Um. So yeah, then they. Uh, yeah, it's just been fucking like his decisions that like he's made in light of this. It's mm. that he brought Eva Mannion, who is uh, who is I think one of the best defenders in the FAWSL. She was with Birmingham City last year. She's after getting a move to Man City. Yeah. And funny enough, as soon as she gets to move to Man City, she gets the England call-up, which, you know, it's kind of a well-known within the women's soccer kind of punditry that he only likes teams from the north of England. Yeah. When you've got Chelsea and Arsenal down in the, obviously, southern parts of England with fucking class English players like yeah. Leah Williamson. He does like me, though, but she is from the north originally, so he, I suppose, you know, that gives... Yeah, they, they, if they've been there once... He's he's there. Well, he's not on a coach trip somewhere. Yeah, there. exactly. But yeah, like it was just the tactic. Like he played Lucy Brands in midfield. Um, it just played everyone out of position. Just just shocking, and he just has this arrogance of you know kind of, you know, oh, it's not male, what white me. male, yeah, you know, you know who's in, in a position that he doesn't deserve to I would, be. Do you know what? I wouldn't even call it that. I wouldn't even call it arrogance. It's just the fact that like he's just such a fool. Like it's he's I, so bad. At like arrogance suggests that he knows what he's on about. But he doesn't. I mean, like, like, you know, like despite it, the fact that he he's considered well in his playing days, he was considered like an elite defender. And it's like, and, uh, team, and it's the team. I wouldn't have well, I wouldn't have Gary was always the better player. Yes. Yeah, well, in case he's played as a defender, two high levels. Yeah. He was and in yet, the team. The teams yeah. that he coaches can't defend corners. Yeah. Or set pieces. 
He plays wingers as number 10s. Look, yeah. In a semi-final. In a fucking World um, Cup. Just, like, following that, they, uh, they drew with Belgium. Yeah. 3-0. And that was the kind of... Um, and Nikita Paris penalty was actually saved their graces in the like, last few minutes. Mm. But, like, one of the things that was, like, uh, Georgia Sandway, who's, like, kind of CM, but more DM for Man City. Yeah. She's been played as a number 10 in this game. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, I think he looks at Joe Montemurro, who's a decent coach in the FA, like, really, really good coach in the FAWSL, who has the players, he's built his squad to have players that can play in multiple positions. Yeah. And he gets all the plaudits. So, like, look at all these players. So, he's, he's trying to do the same thing. He's basically like, yeah. oh, he's getting all the good comments. I'm going to try that with my squad of players that have specifically played in one position to be really good at it yeah. for their entire career so far and I'm going to change it up because I'm great. Yeah, he's trying to be a visionary without any vision. I've amazing idea and then he's stolen off Joe Montemurro who has a completely different squad type Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's just bizarre and he's my cut of the week for being an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a complete spanner. Like I like I said, I don't even, I wouldn't even call like, like there's not, I don't think there's any male arrogance here uh, well, level. I think it's his pure stupidity. I don't think there's there anything a, there. There was a historic tweet from him. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, which is like you know, women should be in the kitchen while the men play football. That's mm. right, making the sandwiches. For Wasn't that time. before he got the job? Yeah. Yeah, well so, before the job. So yeah. he started off, and, and then he got pilloried for that the instant he was given the job. Yeah. So he start. He's literally started off on the back foot. So I mean, it doesn't really bode well for your management of a women's team mm. when you have to apologize. When your first action is to apologize for all the misogynistic tweets that you've sent. <laughs> oh, wow! Look, my phone is ringing here because that ties perfectly into my cod. So, allow me to tell you the story, the ballad of Bobby. It's actually linked quite well. It has actually, yeah. yeah. We do well. We do quite well here. Yeah. So it's almost as if fucktards are similar. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? All different yeah. birds of a feather. Like some kind of cunt seagull. Really, really. <laughs> avian cunt bucket. An avian cunt yeah. Avian cunt Yeah. So, my cunt bucket of the year, of the week, perhaps even the year, allow me to tell you the story, the ballad of Bobby Duncan, right? Oh, yeah. Bobby Duncan. I've already tuned out, by the way, because he's got two first names. I know, valid point. Valid, well, it's okay, he's not, he's not one of our players anymore now, so you can kill him, yeah. yeah. So, Bobby Duncan, right, was one of was one of our young players. He played for under eighteen. Went to the America tour with the uh, with the first team. Big future ahead of him with Liverpool. Oh, he's meant to, he was meant to be a kind of one of the, one in the latest line of your latest Robbie Fellers. Wasn't he that? was to be the next Robbie Feller. Yes, yes. he was. This was his path was paved in gold. Bobby, he's my like cousins of Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard's cousin, um, Carragher family babysitter for him. All this sort of stuff. So. The story goes that he started off... and he bleeds... Well, well here, here's the thing, right? When he was 16, he got his break with Man City, yeah. right? And then when he was 16, he wanted to leave Man City to join Liverpool because he's a scouser. He wants to go back to Liverpool. Yeah. So he paid 200 grand for him, happy out, we'll sign him and we'll get him a basic like youth player contract because our policy now is that we don't pay over the end for young players. Mm-hmm. Of course, this was after we had just had a transfer embargo for signing young players so we were very like uh, tetchy about that sort of stuff so again two years in the youth system everything was going hunky dory and then <laughs> from from on high a new football agent called Safe Ruby comes in right <laughs> and Safe Ruby is my cod now Safe Ruby if you don't know who he is um, primarily because he's deleted his Twitter and all of his social media after this um, <laughs> he got his license revoked a couple of years ago 
for brokering the transfer between Stoke and West Brom for Saito Berahino. Oh. He's that guy. He's that guy that got Berahino so unsettled at West Brom, where he was the focal point of the team yeah. and he was scoring so many goals. Gone to Stoke, and where is he now? Tune in next week to find out, by the way. But, so Safe Ruby, um, he also represents a few other players like Antonio Rudiger and Kevin Prince Boateng, who he boasts about all the time because yeah. he gets Boateng big deals with clubs where he's only a squad player like Barcelona and Bayern Munich and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Now, Safe Ruby put out a, um, a, a statement on behalf of Bobby Duncan saying that Bobby Duncan has been looking for a loan move to uh, tons of other clubs, mainly Fiorentina, had been the main club he's been going to. Um, first was the loan deal that we said no to. There's a loan deal with obligation to buy that we also we said, no, stop, because <laughs> you don't you've, want to let him go. You've come back with a worse offer. Yes, right? <laughs> so then it was like, okay, fine, we'll get him a permanent deal. I was like, what are you doing? We don't want to let him go. And then he said, aha, yes, you said it. You don't want to let him go. You're giving, You're causing mental illness on my client. My client hasn't left his room in four days because he wants to leave. It's like, are you sure about that? And the reason the reason that was asked was because Jamie Carragher weighed in. Now, the thing is, right, Safe Ruby <laughs> doesn't know what he's dealing with here, right? Let's set aside Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher is the final boss here, right? <laughs> but what he's dealing with here is the fucking giant that is Liverpool Twitter. And the first rule of Liverpool Twitter is you do not fuck with Liverpool Twitter. If Liverpool Twitter put their minds together, they would find Madeleine McCann. <laughs> I would put money on it. They would have found Bin Laden the day after 9-11, right? Because that's how powerful they are. These fuckers track jet planes to see where Virgil van Dijk is. They know the reg of the Liverpool van that's used to sign players. They've had to change vans to stop Liverpool Twitter <laughs> doing this, right? Don't even get me started on Liverpool Reddit. They're a fucking completely different beast, right? So, he get, he, Jamie Carragher gets these fucking... This, this, creatures onto him and what they do is they do like every other person that runs liberal twitter they go through his old tweets yes so let's have a look at those old tweets now shall we I feel my blood boiling mm-hmm. oh, so because he, he, i, I so, feel that the reason why they went through this is because the boys got prior yes well thankfully <laughs> well it, i think it's fair to say yes yeah. because um thank you to empire the cop for compiling all of these, you know, totally unbiased uh, publication. Mm-hmm. So we have homophobic tweets. We have sexist and racism and sex offender apologizing all in one Twitter account. Wow. So we've got tweets such as, are you gay as well as a nobody? <laughs> I'm homophobic in the same way I am arachnophobic. I have nothing against gays or spiders, but I wouldn't want to see one in a bath. Right? <laughs> if in a response to a woman's statement... If you're a football manager and you know your tweets are public... Yeah. No, you see, here's the thing. He was only an agent... He was an agent up to a certain point. Like, say, like from like 2013 onwards. Like, Berahino would have been one of his first clients and he still got his license revoked because he was so bad at it. So, thankfully, a few accounts have uh, screenshotted all of his uh, Twitter uh, (laughs) faux pas, let's say, before he deleted it. So, let's have a rummage through. Let's see. Uh, Oh, yes. So, this is about the um, sex offender apologising. So, why? Unless they're gay convicted sex offenders, how is he a danger to his teammates? Guy has served his time, let him be. He was referring to Adam Johnson there, by the way. Okay. Gets better. Trust me on that one. As I find more tweets. 
So, All thank right. you to uh, Klopp Style for having a few of these. Um, during the Women's World Cup, actually, oh, 2nd of uh, July, here. right, we have this meme here of a whole lot of Delph piling up saying, don't worry, lads, they're coming home. Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, yeah. This is the best one, right? <laughs> and I, bet this, guys, sorry, I bet you this guy has, like, three followers, and one of them is another account that he runs. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I, I'd say he's the guy, that, guy to insist on, like, can you follow me back? You know, it really helps my brand kind and of deal. he likes yeah. his own tweets. Yeah, he definitely likes his own tweets. And retweets his own tweets, like, yes. you know, a yeah. week later. Absolutely. Like. So, on the 25th of August, right, a couple of days after, before the deadline day, right, what is a loan with obligation? Surely it's just a permanent deal with payments that, that start at the end of the season. Asking for a friend, trying to do a transfer, and the club is saying they will consider a loan with obligation, but not with an option. Sounds like BS to me. This is literally the transfer he's trying to broker, and he doesn't have a fucking clue what it means. <laughs> he actually sounds like a parody account of someone. <laughs> so then he obviously now he's using Adam Partridge football agent. So now he's using mental health as a as a complaint, right? So he tweet subtweets about Jesse Lingard saying it's clear to see there's something wrong with his head. It's actually a lot more deeper than behaving like a retard because you can't keep doing the same nonsense thinking it's okay if your head is actually straight. He needs to get mentally checked for sure. Screw loose, me thinks. A couple of weeks later, he's trying to get Bobby Duncan out of the club because he's sad. Aww. So, the story ends. Sad Bobby. Ruby apparently got the sack. Although, convenient enough, he found himself in the official uh, photographs of Duncan getting signed for Fiorentina. We get two million off him for a permanent transfer and 20% sell-on clause, right? Um, the reason that he got the ire of Liverpool Twitter in the first place was because he called Michael Edwards a bully. Now, again, wrong, the wrong thing to say about Liverpool Twitter because they have put this man on such a pedestal that even Moses or no one could go up that high. Mm -hmm. Not even fucking God himself. Michael Edwards is above God in this situation. <laughs> Nobody fucks with Michael Edwards. No one puts him in the corner. And what did you do? You put him in the fucking corner, and that's what happens. You get your whole life exposed by about 100 Twitter accounts that all have Firmino's face on it. Yes. And that's what happens. So, congratulations, Bobby Duncan. You got your dream move to Fiorentina for £2 million, which we'll cash in on a later date. You were going to be the next Rory Fowler, but now you're just the next Saito Berahino. Mm -hmm. So, fuck you. Although, feel free to like break out and be a big star. We can you know sign you back or something. <laughs> yeah. With a name like that, he won't be going far. Nope. Not, name. Non-Fiorentini, he won't be. Nope. So, after that deluxe version of Hand of Cards, we have to pick one. I'm going with Rachel's. Phil Neville? Yeah, because I wasn't... My, my card evolution <laughs> was... Uh, I read Phil Neville... I read up about the Phil Neville stuff and I was yeah. like... Right, we have to go with this. Mm. Like I, I wasn't even gonna pick a card. Yeah, because I'd read Phil Neville. And it was, it was like your automatic default. I was, just gonna go, I was like, Rachel's definitely gonna go with this. Not the stereotype, but <laughs> you, you could not pass the shit up. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna agree with that. I'm not even gonna bother. I'm not gonna bother with the headspace. <laughs> and then soon it's opened this fucking trap, and I was like. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah, I could probably some fodder because I'm still gonna vote for that. Yeah, fair. But I, I, I've got something to talk about now. And then the fucking Interfans opened their traps. I'm like, what the fuck? That's, space this shit out. Yeah. We do this uh, fortnightly. Like, lads, come on. You don't need to all get it out. More yeah. Fucking well, what's going to happen point. is now, next time we record, everything's yeah, going to be fine. Yeah, there's going to be nothing. We'll be like, oh, God, uh, 
Eamon Duffy and footballer, footballer helps blind man across the road. Yeah, what a what a what a. Yeah, we'll find out that Dunphy and Keno kissed and made up or something yeah, like that. It'd be like a real yeah. nice fortnight. Actually, Keno's one as well. Yeah, like, I was literally just going to jump on that. Yeah. Like, I would vote for the. Yeah. Um, oh. Ooh. I'm going to go with Agent Fucktard. No! Oh. <laughs> the reason why I I actually just think the Interfans are abhorrent in. That's an, it's an institutional thing, I think. Like, it's um, it's you're oh, yeah. defending the old the idea of ultras. Yeah, like, I... The cut of the week is kind of like someone who's done something completely stupid, completely, you know... uh, I don't know. Ineptitude, yeah. Yeah, ineptitude. Yeah, exactly. Like, they they are Ah, not. Ah, right, yeah. Whereas that's just being cuntish for the sake of being cuntish. Which is why I'm going for Phil Neville. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Because Um, it is... Speaking of cunts just being cuntish, Roy Keane... He could be in a room for a cut of the week because he, I think, is just so dim that he doesn't realise what a cunt he is. Like, yeah. I think he's like, oh, he's kind of like the Katie Hopkins, kind of like, I'm going to say something that'll yes. get me clicks, but doesn't actually necessarily process what he's saying. Like, I don't think, yeah. also can't even process the context. Like, he was slagging off Johnny Walters for crying about his family situation while he was at a fundraiser for a mental health awareness group. Yeah. That was funded by AWARE. The, yeah. the mental health awareness and he's slagging off a guy crying about his family in fact in that scenario my cod would be the two presenters who just laughed alongside him and that app did not I attempt. haven't seen those, are, those are the off the ball guys yeah did they? not yeah, even attempt to pull no. them off I mean like, they, they deserve reams of abuse for just going uh, you know Roy like, they were too fucking scared to talk down to Roy King that's what that was like, that's what that was there oh man it was just what the fuck that yeah yeah, so I, I would go, like, like when I was doing my pod, as soon as I saw Phil Neville, I was like, yeah, dibs. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Roy Keane came out. Like, the internet stuff is just, I think, it's another level of cottage. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think it's just, it goes beyond being a cottage, just being a cunt. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think Roy Keane is kind of in that, but then your man, your agent. Safe, is, yeah. Yeah, so he's... he's By the way, there's, I, I haven't even scratched the surface there, because that guy was sending a... Uh, Kept saying voice messages to girls on Babe Station looking for photo shoots in Dubai, <laughs> and he sounds he sounds I so think there creepy. There must be something like he has to be a parody. No, he's not. He's a real person. Yeah. And the gas thing is like a lot of the like you know famous football new YouTubers like uh, yeah. Nuruddin, yeah, right. Did a great just took the piss at him all the time because the official picture of him, um, like with signing with Bobby Duncan in like Fiorentina themselves with Bobby Duncan's new agent. Right, so yeah. he's still there in the picture, and he has this big like motivational like you know, <laughs> it's like I can do it. You, if I can do it, you can, and all this sort yeah. of live, laugh, love bullshit. And Nuruddin just like zooms up a picture on his shoes and like says like they're like eighties high tops. It's like <laughs> that says that speaks volumes about this yeah. man. So, like, <laughs> Phil Neville was done by the second captain's podcast. Yeah, they over they cut him over with David Brent. But it's so interchangeable. It, 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 but that's what they did. It just yeah. had to change throughout the whole fucking thing. And just, yeah. Even the tone of his voice and people were just like, I can't actually tell where Phil Neville ends and David Brent. Like, begins. Brendan Rodgers got a lot of slagging for being David Brent, but Phil Neville just blasts him out the yeah. fucking it, it's water. It's mad to see that, like, um, I know, like, some of the other, pod, like, the Guardian Football podcast yeah. and uh, the Outsider have both been talking about this during the week. And then um, there's also a new podcast, uh, Two Girls, One... No, Two Girls Talk Ball. Yeah. Um, I listened to them and like they they mentioned it as well. It's just like it's just caught. Everyone's just like it's David Brent. Like yeah. it's just David Brent 
in a lioness shirt. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, uh, it's just, yeah. It's, and you're going to look forward to a couple of years' time when he's the New England manager, lads. It's going to be great. We can take over or, from Gareth Southgate. Know, sure, like, he could be taking over the US team. Oh, no, didn't they get in Cape Mar... I know, but not yeah. the rumour. The rumour was, oh, the, yeah. The rumour was, I was like... Uh, that can't. He said that himself to push up his worth. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Like, I say like he asked like one like Nicky like, Butt to leak that. There's something. nobody. There's nobody in the room asking. He's like, I'm just on those rumors about me going to the US. Like no one knew about this. <laughs> what the fuck? Just there, just there. Tim Smallman going. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> People are just like, yeah. I was like, yeah. But it, I I commented on it when we I was laughing about it. I was like, oh, the UK, the US have. They, they, they're tired of being the best now they want to try being the rest yes. <laughs> a decade of complete supremacy and they're like you know what fuck it well, we're talking about uh, we're talking dur- the fastest route to the bottom we were talking no, during no. the break about cycles so you know maybe there is some sort of logic yeah. to it yeah <laughs> so, who's the guy who's crazy enough to put Megan Rapinoe in goal <laughs> nobody puts Megan in the corner Phil Neville nobody nobody puts Megan in the corner squad rotation yes right guys New segment time. Ooh. It's time for Var Wars. It's great because I actually told them what the jingle is already, so they, <laughs> they know what to get for. So. This is gonna be a. This is not gonna. It's gonna be a very quick segment where every two weeks we're gonna check in with what Far has been doing to ruin modern football. Mm-hmm. You know, turn the wins against us and all this shit. Mm-hmm. What this is basically going to be is I'm gonna go through each match day and see what Far has taken and what's given away. So the rules are simple: if it's a goal disallowed or it's a red card, it's a minus one to the team that's had that. If it's a penalty given or a goal given mm-hmm. by Var, it's a plus one to the team. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So, match day one, um, not many teams affected, only two, which is Wolves, who had a goal disallowed. Man City. <laughs> Man City were double affected, actually, but they both cancelled each other out. They had a goal disallowed for offside, mm-hmm. but they had a penalty given because Declan Rice encroached, because he was still still on those E's from uh, Magaluf. Bad luck there. Has Absolutely. Um, match day two. His jaw was a bit that was offside. Yeah. <laughs> Although he has a bit of a, he's yeah, a quite he's a big. Still stuck out so far. Yeah. Lots of bad Lithuanian looks. That's. Would you ever have a panic attack on Facebook? Would you call the police? <laughs> so match day two is by far the busiest in terms of VAR. Brighton had a goal disallowed. Arsenal had a goal disallowed. Mm-hmm. Manchester City got a goal disallowed, hilariously, thanks to the Laporte Oh, handball. yeah, we got a goal disallowed because uh, Nacho Monreal's quick was offside. Yes, exactly. That was against Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Brighton had one disallowed from Trossard. He was slightly. Uh, actually, no, Dunk handballed on the lead up to Trossard's first goal. Mm-hmm. So, bad luck there. Um, Wolves are the only person to have actually had a goal given by VAR this season. Outside of. Outside of Man City, if you count that. Um, it was the confirming that there was an offside in uh, their equaliser against Man United. Mm-hmm. So, um, only one VAR interaction in match day three, and that was Brighton having another goal disallowed. Um, I think this was uh, I think it was Duffy this time, or I'm not too sure. Uh, and again, that was another handball. So, uh, bad luck there. And no VAR in match day four. Uh, the, in case you're wondering, the Arsenal offside, that was a referee call. Um, confirmed by VAR so I'm not counting that it has okay. to be VAR doing it 
Uh, and Aston Villa, obviously the greatest foul, would have been VAR if it was actually being used properly. It would have been a plus one. Yes. And what about, like, can VAR interact with retrospective, like, diving calls? Like, I, I, I would, like, don't think that? so. No. No, I don't think so. Once the, the referees... Should have, should, should have got that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the referee's word is final. That's the way they're working it. Right. Flop into the ground like a fucking stone. <laughs> like a cod. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some stone trout. Yeah. That's an idea for next week if you've got nothing like. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, that SpongeBob clip. <laughs> Drop in the deck and flop like a cane. <laughs> Run. Um, so no one's technically winning VAR, uh, VAR wars at the minute. We do have a loser though and that's Brighton. Yes. They're on yeah. minus two. So bad luck there. I don't know if you can actually declare a winner. I think who was like the, the least loser at the <laughs> yeah, minute. Yeah, I think who has suffered the least? Who has suffered the least? Well, there's plenty that has actually had no interaction with VAR whatsoever no, so far. It's a long season yet. Indeed, indeed. Which leads me on then to another new segment. <laughs> this is the P45 crew. So, uh, <laughs> again, another, some other people that are aware of the jingle. Um, this is going to be a summary of the sackings that we've had this season all across the Football League. So we're talking about Premiership, Championship, League One, League Two. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make up a table and see if there is actually a P45 crew this year who has caused the most sackings. That P45. Indeed. So our journey starts August 16th. Jan Seward, sacked by Huddersfield. His last game was Fulham and he lost 2-1. So Fulham gets that point, mm-hmm. gets that a confirmed kill. And uh, next Head up shot. the headshot. Yeah, actually, if I if I describe what happened and you describe how <laughs> they were killed, oh, okay. yeah. oh, that's good. I've been playing a lot of sniper. League I was about to say it's a real yeah, sniper yeah. league kind of game. I've been yeah, playing, I actually cleared sniper league four there, and I'm like, yeah, let's go with this. Yeah, good. So August seventeenth, Sol Campbell, Campbell leaves Macclesfield due to financial restrictions. Last game in charge was a Carabao Cup win versus Blackpool. Oh, well, see, that's definitely an empty lung shot, you know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, empty lung shot, definitely, yeah. August 21st, Phil Parkinson leaves Bolton by mutual consent. Again, financial restrictions. Last game was a 5-0 loss against Tranmere Rovers. Oh, that's going to be a testicle burst, Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Although, thankfully, Bolton have been saved. actually doing the game. Yeah. And it, like X-ray, proper X-ray shot of the bullet hitting a testicle and exploding in the cup fucking war. This is like a long way from like in Nintendo sixty four when you could shoot like in double yeah. seven Goldeneye. Yeah. And like shoot if you shot them in the crotch, their fans went down. Yeah. No, no, this is like that was my highlight of my mm. childhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, no the, this one's proper X-ray bullet through the fucking skull shot. Like eye popping, yeah, everything like that. It, it's in the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, if you shoot someone up the arse, um, with a tranquilizer dart, they just bounce around a bit and fall down straight away. You don't need to shoot them another time. Just <laughs> up a bomb, boof, bomb, gone. Nice. Also, if you like fall them in a puddle, they drown. Fun fact. Yeah. So, um, September seventh, Kevin Bond resigns from Southend United. His last game was to be against Portsmouth, but was postponed. Therefore, the previous result was a three 0 home loss to Rochdale. Ah, oh, that's a good shot. Good shot, yeah. Definitely And the most recent one, on the day of recording, would you believe, Javi Grazia sacked from Watford after a massive losing streak, what? replaced by Kike Flores. Last result was a one-all draw with Newcastle. Okay, oh. can I jump in at this? Go for it. 
a wolf at his face. Mm. Eat the face. I will allow it because you just have no clue what you're on about. <laughs> so, we don't have a leader. Wait, Watford and Wolves are different. Yes, they are. Most certainly. We, we were talking about this two weeks ago, Rachel. There is actual audio evidence of this. Right, okay. okay she just, has listened back to you and has not recognised. Not at all, no. So, Which I believe, by the way. Yeah, yeah no. I, 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 I know it's funny you were playing it up for laughs, but I genuinely think that no, was I agree. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, was, like, I, no, I, I was on the train chuckling away to myself at how <laughs> clueless I fucking was. <laughs> and still <laughs> is, by all accounts. <laughs> anyway, so obviously we don't have a current P45 crew. Blackpool, Fulham, Tranmere, Rochdale and Newcastle all have a confirmed kill so far. Who knows, maybe in two weeks, one of those teams might get another one. Mm-hmm. Now, where are my manners? It's time for the stat attack. Stat! It was actually the point of this team, but close enough. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Right with it. Yeah, you did, yeah. It's I couldn't get a decent cut of the family fortune. It's a bit too cheerful for this sort of thing, so... Yeah, yeah this is to be so, miserable. Yeah. So, you and couldn't get your choice, so you went with my choice, which I've been campaigning for since the start of this attack. Yes. <laughs> yes. So... It's I an allegory for something. I win by default. Well, Two yeah. sweetest words in the English language. Well, <laughs> well let's, let's see if you can win this stat attack. Because uh, you've been doing pretty shit so far. Um, <laughs> if it's about Wolves or Watford, I forfeit. Okay. Neil, are you ready for this? Go for it. Stat attack number one. Name the two teams who have yet to win in the Premier League this season. Now, I'll give this one to Rachel first. Watford. And... Wolves. Neil? <laughs> <laughs> You're only naming them because you can't tell the difference. I think it's... Uh, Wofford and Brighton? You're going for Wofford and Brighton? Yeah. Wofford is the correct answer. Yes! Boosh. But so is Wolves. Yes! Rachel gets the point. You do not. Fuck yeah! Brighton have won one game in the league so far. Watford and Wolves. Wolves have drawn three games and lost one. Likewise, like Watford have drawn one and lost three. That's why they got sacked. In your face. Now, real hack of deja vu off this one. Virgil van Dijk went 50 games without being dribble past. Who broke the streak? Pepe. Bang on. Fucking bastards. Which team has scored the most goals in English league football so far this season? English, oh, league football. Mm. So we're going more... Premier League, Championship, League 1 or League 2? I don't know any other teams. biscuits. You know this team. You do know this team. Both of you know this team. The City. Is it Fulham? You're going Man City? Yeah. Fulham? You're going Fulham. You're both wrong. Neil was the closest though. It's Swansea City. Fuck! Current leaders of the championship, they have scored 21 goals Fucking f- hell. this season so this, far. But how many games are they in? They Six have they've had two extra ma- they've won an extra match day from yeah. the championship and two Carabao Cup uh, fixtures. Fuck. And one of them was a 6 0 thrashing. Great. Mm. Right. Yes. Even without McBurney. Even without McBurney. They've actually been playing better without him. And Jordan I uh, Jordan I is staying now actually, now that I remember. Yeah. So 
Yeah, no, they're actually doing pretty well with their new new coach as well. Mm. So yeah, actually proper title contenders this year for the championship. Um, oh, here's a tricky one: who saved three penalties in one week? Now bear in mind we have had League Cup fixtures as well in the last two weeks. I feel like I know this. It's a Patricio. Rui Patricio, the Wolves. You going for Rui Patricio? Yeah. All right. I was going to say that as well. Really good answers, but it's not the right ones. Oh, it's a Watford keeper, isn't it? No, it's actually a Bournemouth keeper. Mark Travers, Republic of Ireland International. He saved all the penalties in the penalty shootout against four screen rovers. All three of them. I, I did, I saw that. Well done, that man. That yes. I, I'm raging. I'm sorry, I don't know. So, I remember it. we're going to the final one. 2-1 to Rachel. This is for all the marbles, and it's an international special. Which, now this is a big, you, you won't believe this when you hear it, right? Trust me. Which international team are currently undefeated in 15 competitive games? So we're talking Nations League, friendlies, and qualifiers. Oh, shit. Ah, no. I heard about this this morning and I changed my last sad attack because it was so good. I'm going to go us. Ireland? Yeah. Republic of Ireland? Yeah. Fuck, it is us, isn't it? It's not. Oh. It's Kosovo. Oh, I it. Kosovo have not lost a game since 2017. Well, they weren't in... They yeah, weren't but were they not like... They didn't, they didn't exist. exist. No, they did do... They have had friendlies before, but now they're a registered UEFA yeah. Con- yeah. country. So now they can do Nations League yeah. and they've won and drawn games in that league. Mm. They, well, they drew all the games in Nations League, mostly. Yeah. And they've been... They recently beat Czech Republic 2-1. And by the time this goes out, they probably got trounced by England. But apparently they're ultra-defensive, serious fucking wingers, counter-attackers. Actually, here, a bit of an international thing. Mm. Uh, Emerson's just limped off injured. Ooh. Ooh. So that'll be a bit of an Everton shot. Indeed. Uh, but in the meantime, Rachel, you <laughs> won the sad attack this week. So <laughs> With my Watford and Wolves. Yeah, it's, it's a hell of a storytelling here in this podcast, I must say. So we'll do a quick little set piece then because we were going to talk about Premier League strugglers. Have you got one? Like, is this I, clubs or t- people? Clubs. Can you name a club that you feel are really struggling in the league this year? Gotta say Watford. Yeah, I was gonna go with that. One. Yeah. Well, like they've just lost their manager, mm-hmm. um, and they brought back an old ma- manager that didn't do great with it. Well, I actually, that's fashion sense. I'm doing the exact. <laughs> yeah. Thing. I think I'm talking about something I do not know. I will. Um, I will say. I, I will say. Really full, she's going full Phil Neville here. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go like, full Neville. My bravery at speaking at this topic. <laughs> Um, no, they're doing shit. Um, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few candidates myself, actually. Um, Man United, I'd say, are doing pretty bad at the minute. They're doing terribly, but then again, we were expecting them to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you look at the setup and you look at everything about them, just like there's no possible way this could work. Yeah, yeah like you know, Dan James has two first names. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's going to like do shit. I mean, yeah. they've actually they've managed to ship out Alexis. Uh, but they're still going to be paying like eight or nine million of his fucking wage packet. Yeah. With um inter fielding, yeah. inter paying the remaining ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like how? I know. Yeah. I don't get it. I, mean, you know, I, just <laughs> no, don't I don't get think it. anyone gets it. And the thing is that like Lukaku's there as well. So the biggest kick in the nuts for every United fan is that those two link up really fucking well. At it, yeah. Which was the whole point of them being a. Um, 
Like it's 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 for me. It's just like there's a lack of leadership. There's a lack of fucking like anyone knowing what to do. Just generally like like a lack of management. Like I, I do get the feeling that Solskjaer just like just puts down Colin to the training pitch and just like everyone just does what they want. Mm. Like I don't get the feeling that there's any plan or program there. I don't even get the idea of tactics there. Like I haven't really had an idea of tactics with Solskjaer. I think he just like puts out a strong team and sims basically. There's like there's no tactics. He just <laughs> skips to the end. Like you know. I think that's Phil Neville's. But yeah, then, same actually. But then yeah. again, like what, what tactically can he do with that team? Mm. Like you've got, you've basically you've just got a bunch of freewheeling individualists, mercenaries. Basically, yeah. you've just got a bunch of mercs, and they'll just do what they want. Mm. You know, Pogba seems. I mean, like, uh, obviously, I've no. We can't possibly have any kind of knowledge about this, but he seems to be like one of the most uncoachable players I've ever. Encountered. I get the feeling like he just does his own thing. He just does yeah. what he wants. Like he just get goes out the like pitch. Balotelli. Balotelli, yeah. yeah. But Balotelli was a legit crazy. Yeah. Like you can't not. He he's just, he was mad. He's already there. Yeah. No one else saw that big flash. No. Flash. Flash. No? Okay. No, just me. I didn't realize my place was haunted, Rachel. <laughs> well, now you do. Okay. Now you know. Knowing's half the battle. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just... Yeah, no, I... I the look of actual concern in your face. It's like, what the fuck was that? You're like, you're like Cheryl and fucking Archer hearing the fucking... Oh, it's, like, it's your phone. No, it's not. It's not my phone. The watch? That's on your wrist. <laughs> you see this right here this was like coaching the Man United team imagine a, <laughs> imagine a tactics briefing yeah, yeah. Harry Harry pay attention yeah, huh? yeah. what flash 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 <laughs> oh for fuck's sake we paid any million for him but that's that's the point as yeah. well like, yeah they're struggling and I totally agree with you that they are struggling but they were always going to there was no way they were not going to mm. the 4-0 drubbing of Chelsea was totally uh, flattering to them yeah. they did not deserve it near the slightest I'll, I'll put another one to you then. Tottenham. I don't think... I think for what they for where they are in, a posi- in the table at the minute is quite flattering based off the performances alone. I think they've been... But that's their entire existence, Jonathan. <sighs> no. Spurs, Spurs go on a run. I agree with you on that. But the fact is that whatever kind of malaise they've had from last season has not gone away. And if anything, I feel it's got worse. Yeah. Because they have tried to get rid of the first of what essentially is the first team. They got rid. Of, they're trying to get rid of. They got rid of Trippier. Well, see, got rid of. They're trying to get rid of Rose. Couldn't get it. Couldn't, couldn't get rid of Ericsson. They're trying to like basically rip off that rip that whole that team asunder and make up a new team. But the thing, the thing it's is, kind of like what the Spurs ladies did after getting promoted and yeah. then like illegally signed players. Mm-hmm. And then caused, like, a lot of Although I will admit one thing, like uh, he came off for twenty minutes in the match in the North London derby. Loselso looks fucking super. Yeah, but that's uh, the thing. Loselso was meant to replace Ericsson. Now you have both of them. Yeah, but yeah. they legit could not get rid of Ericsson. Like yeah. nobody bid for him, and even the club actually openly came out and quite humiliated their own player mm. by stating, "We have received no bids for this man." Yeah, like you can't you can't sell a player if there's no players. Mm. You know, like what you can't just release <laughs> him, Mustafi. release him into the fucking wild. Oh yeah. my god, like he's on the same page as yeah. Mustafi. Absolutely. Like, that but the thing is, is that like, Ericsson, that was hurt. Yeah, well, Ericsson was really hurt. Ericsson's a really good player. You know, yeah. that's the point. That mm. that's what's even worse. Actually, yeah. it's like I'm in the same. You know, this guy can't defend to save his life. I I'm actually really fucking good. Yeah. Like 
It's weird, and now he's like coming at the end of his contract as well now, so you can leave for free. He's absolutely not to... allowed to happen at Spurs. Like, yeah. Uh, they they got they got mad prior for like so, getting players to sign multiple long term contracts. Just so they can sell them in. Them yeah. In. And Eric, there's the big worry that Ericsson may have upset the apple cart. Yeah. Um, by the, by not signing. Yeah, because because that... there was some crazy stat I read in the Athletic like Ali in his first eighteen months signed four contracts. Yeah, because it's <laughs> yeah. pay grade, pay grade, pay grade. Pay grade but length. also extended yeah. the length. It's like five years, six months in, sign another five years, mm. six months in. He, he, they kept him at that five-year bracket Yeah, all of the fucking time. Because it was resale value. Because yeah. you have to buy out the contract and then whatever exactly. the club wants themselves. But when Ericsson refused to sign, he's kind of upset all of that. Yeah. but Because um, then the likes of Alvaro could just go, yeah, no, I'll just wait another year. I, I will agree that Spurs are kind of struggling there, but I think when those two new signings, La Celso and... Who's the other Cessnion. Cessnion. Mm. Or Ndombele, actually. Yeah. Ndombele's injured, though. So. Yeah, when they, when they both kick in, I reckon that'll give them a boost. Yeah. I, unfortunately, and this is boring me as an Arsenal player, I reckon in a couple of months' time, we're going to be sitting here going, how did they get both of them unopposed? Why mm. was nobody else in for them? Yeah. Because the Lacelso in the first, last twenty minutes, I was like, "Oh shit, he's a player." Yeah, he came on against um, Newcastle, and he was God, he was trying, but he only like ten minutes worth to work with. You know, the one the one team I would earmark, and it really fucking pays me to say it, Norwich. I'll tell you why because they've lost their two main centre backs to long term injuries, like potential season enders. Yeah, and they only have two left. And they didn't buy it. They didn't sign any new centre backs in the in the transfer window. They've been dead center again with these four centre backs for the whole season. Like even through, oh, they're, these are the guys they got promoted with. So they didn't invest any. They have they have so much invested now in Ben Godfrey, who's their like their main kind of yeah. like their young talent, let's say. But he's only twenty. So mm-hmm. you now you have a 20, 20 year old centre back with like a nineteen year old and a nineteen year old. Yeah. It's not gonna go well, you know. It, well, it really is. It's like it's not the worst twenty-five man squad. I mean, it was a Brighton have four senior level keepers. Yeah, on their books. I think so. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, they four. Mm. Uh, <laughs> like they they signed Tom Heaton. Burnley. Burnley. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Burnley have four. So do Pal- Palace. Palace. Palace have four keepers on their. They used to have it. Then Spironi's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, Burnley, yeah, they've four goalkeepers. Uh, the Heaton, they've his main understudy. Then they've got the Pope. Uh, was Hart and then Peacock Farrell's come in, yeah. but Heaton's obviously gone to Villa now, so it's mad. Like. Yeah. Anyway, but um, so yeah, I I, I hope Norwich are gonna be okay, but I'd really if there's anyone on on a free fucking go for them because you like you're not gonna get to the whole season. The staff, they can have him. The window's closed, sure. You have to get someone. We will it. break the window, smash away a brick. <laughs> Use Mustafi <laughs> as the brick. Fire it. We will fire him at them via fucking catapult. I don't think even Norwich would take Mustafi. Like they don't. That's a club with morals and ethics. Like they wouldn't take Mustafi, hand over fist. Like I don't think I. I wouldn't. No, they wouldn't do that. Why? To me. He's really good. He's a good dancer. Have you seen him dancing? Yeah, but. In the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're not. He's not. He's not being signed for his dancing, Rachel. Is he? He's being signed for his defending. So we're gonna finish. Allegedly, allegedly. So we're gonna finish off this podcast with a blockbuster. This is a fun one, guys.
Can I have a tea, please, Bob? What is the worst transfer in Premier League history? Uh, can I go first? You can go first. Alexis and Mkhitaryan swap deal. That's two in one. <sighs> Shit for both teams. Yeah. Literally garbage. Absolute terrible. Probably the only... Pl- not only is it the worst transfer, mm. it's the worst swap. It's There's no way of cutting that deal whereby both teams don't lose horrifically. Yeah. Like, to, like to put it in context, like the, the idea was that, oh, Mkhitaryan would sue the Arsenal's team and Alexis would bring, give you, you know, the star quality Mkhitaryan they want. Mkhitaryan would also get more game time. Yes. He was chronically underused by United because he did not like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Jose Mourinho at the time, yeah. Yes. Who did not like did not like Mkhitaryan at all, that he's a great flair player, he would come in, we would lose a player who was who had been an unsettled for the last four months. Yeah, I might say longer. Yeah. I'd say a lot longer, but yeah. he, his, it was, we were coping with the fact that he was unsettled because he was still playing like wildfire. Mm. Then his results tapered off, and we weren't getting anything out of him, and but we were, we were getting more angst. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it, we get rid of that. We brought in a player who does not upset any Apple cards whatsoever in Mkhitaryan. And what we got saddled with was the second highest earner at the club, who was so unbelievable. He was literally the definition. He would be the definition of inconsistency yeah. if he wasn't so inconsistent about that. He's inconsistent about his inconsistency. Um, <laughs> it's like, what's he fault. going to be really bad at this week? Is it going to be passing? Or is it going to be his first touch? Is it going to be him like mistiming tackles? It could be all three. It could be all three. Mm. It could it, be it, none. He could be fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's just terrible. Um, it's, it's almost... When he came on against uh, Spurs, you, just, you, you could just see it. Every time he got the space, <gasps> oh. like every single time. And you hear the and it, was so, and it was so bad, so bad that we then flew him out literally the next day. I see the night. He found out after the match, like straight away after the match, he's like, well done, go game, well go game. you're off to Roma. Yeah. yeah. He literally went from the match after the shower mm. to the airport. <laughs> I honestly don't said, even know if he got to dry his hair. Yeah, oh, I do, probably not. I, lo- I, wa- I kind of want to tune in for the Inter-Roma game because I, I feel like if Lexi and him are playing, they might just like start hugging and crying. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's, it's like some sort of weird football suicide pact they both didn't sign up for. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's like they didn't, they just they didn't drink the Kool Aid. But like in all fairness, like it's so again, surreal. Again, how much money you, being just drained? Yeah. But that's the that. thing. Like now, in fairness, you know, it did come out of that far worse. But then, like it's, you know, it's like you're quantifying. It's like, well, you know, I stepped in dog shit. Well, I also stepped in dog shit. But the pile of dog shit I stepped in was bigger. No, but like, to be still fair, shit in our shoes. But because, like, I know you, you can still trump the throughout the whole house. Yeah, like I mean, you could argue Mkhitaryan was kind of like a short term, kind of like okay, we just need someone to be yeah. there. But at the same token, you could have just said no to it and just signed somebody better. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could have signed Sabias before you got big, for example, mm-hmm. if you're scouting was any better oh, yeah, the fuck off. Yeah. Now, we could we could get Sabayas I think yeah. 50 million Real want from yeah that'd be great that is possible yeah, yeah it is possible fucking his pre-assist in the Spain game earlier was holy shit yeah but all he sent in the fucking what the fuck I mean like that, that's a leading cause for them to do I mean like it, it does it happens in the NHL where they do they actually there's two assists yeah so there's the guy who does the pre-assist the pre-assist yeah the last two players to touch the puck mm. in NHL get the credit with the assist so there's calls for doing do, do that in football. Interesting, yeah. And uh, Sabayos would have gotten that would have fuck up fantasy football big it time. Totally because <laughs> uh, like any like any doozy would be fucking top oh. earner there. No, yeah. but like no every like Bernie side was like the pre-assist Nick Pope. Yeah. <laughs> That's just because he's lumping it. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's just 
Rachel. Okay, so that was one of my options. Yes. Um, I also had Van Persie to United for us. Okay. You see, somebody comes out winning there. Like, yeah. You know, right. United, United I, think I, I think it has to be worse for everybody well, else. No, it would have, that would be terrible for us. Andy Carroll going to Liverpool. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Need I say more? Um, no, I think it's... Well, I will I'm still argue... brought in to replace, like, arguably one of the most iconic strikers you'd had since Fowler. I'd say, yeah, I'd, say, I'd go with that, yeah. Um... And you pay thirty five million of Chelsea's money. I would I would add, like Torres the fifty face. Like think of all that other people you could have bought with that money, and rather than Andy Carroll on the day. There's literally if we had to sign this one person who was available on the day, it it had to be somebody. You know, my other does that make it any better? It doesn't make it any better. No, but like. The problem was we were so... It, this is the weirdest thing about the time because we that's had just a, that, sacked that, Hodgson, right? You know, that's like that's like the, you know, that old fairy tale about the, the, the farmer who trades away his, like his prized cow for a bunch of magic beans. Mm. You know, if he came back and said, well, you know, it was either this or I just come back with the money. I had to buy something. Yeah. Here's some beans. And you're like, what? Well, you see, <laughs> I would... That, that's, that's because that's the only thing you could get for the cow. Come back with the fucking cow. No, I, I, I'd agree <laughs> with you on, on that front, but... This is just after sacking Roy Hodgson. New owners. We got Kenny in, right? And just like, we needed to sign somebody. <laughs> like, no, 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 you don't you just sign anybody. No, I'll tell you why, right? Because Suarez was still serving a, ma- a, a ban, yeah. right? For biting somebody in the Dutch league. So we had no strikers. The only striker we actually I, I had know, on the books you know what, you know was David Ngog. You, know what, you, you, know you had 35 million spent on no striker because he was fucking shit. Well, I didn't, re- didn't realise he was going to be that fucking crock when we signed him. Now, I, w- I was offended to some point. That ponytail but... would have known he was going to be shit. Look at Shamak <laughs> and Shamak's hair who was also, also on my list. Yeah, go I, also, I also like the fact that when you mentioned that... Uh, uh, as far as serving a ban for biting somebody, I genuinely couldn't tell who it was at that time. Yeah, it you was. Had to, you had to mention. I had to specify. Bit, yeah, you bit somebody out. That was that's, a, that's number. That, that was the second <laughs> of the three. Yeah. God, man, never change. <laughs> but no, I, 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 will defend it up to a point you because can't defend no, any of it. No, no, up no, to, no, up no, to a no, point. No, it was no, a bad no, idea. No, no, I get no, you. No, absolutely not. What's your transfer? No, here I want you. Okay, for that play, the kind of no, 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 from no, not even from sexy beast. It's like no, 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 no. Oh, you call a shot. I have to do it. Um. <laughs> My worst transfer, right? I was thinking long and hard about this because like, Torres to Chelsea is obvious. Anything Roy Hodgson did at Liverpool is obvious. <laughs> Anything you guys did post-fucking like Invincibles is obvious. But I went deeper, right? I was thinking to myself, what's the one transfer that's poisoned the well for a football club, which means they'll never do business like this again? Like, it's literally scorched the earth, salted it, they're never going to go like this again. And I was thinking, yeah, this is it. Michael Owen to Newcastle. Is this because uh, of recent uh, Michael it, it came up revelations? To my, yeah, it came up to mind. I was like, he was a, actually a very close shout for my cod. Yeah. I was saving it for this because when you look at the mechanics of it, holy shit, it makes so much sense. When he right? was properly sticking the boot with the shearer. So Real Madrid right, had him from us, obviously, um, and he was tanking. He was terrible at Real Madrid. Um, he was just All the injuries were piling up at one time. So Newcastle, before my Mike Ashley, the previous owners were like mad people. They were just like... They were like... Blackburn and Leeds United owners at that time, they're just cashing in on the Premiership money and just going, sign, sign, like full Ed Woodward, right? Yeah. 
Um, I know it's because from from listening to like podcasts of Newcastle fans going like, these were the darkest of days. Yeah. And then Mike Mike Ashley happened, but so they signed Michael Owen, which was twelve, I think seventeen point five million pounds, which is still their record signing the app before until Michael Miguel Amoron came in. Like that was like fifty million pounds in two thousand two. Yeah. Like if you were to upscale that, I'd say we look at upwards of fifty five million pounds for a player who was crocked like Gareth Bale style. Yeah. You know. Mm. But the wages he was on was hundred and twenty K a week for four years. Like, back, you know, in back in two thousand two. Back in two thousand and two. So that's still you you could look at that potentially as double that. Yeah. Like he could be on Alexi Sanchez money. And then I honestly think like that my actually Mike actually came in then and saw how much debt that Newcastle had arranged just to get Michael Owen. And for what he's done, he scored like, I think it was like something ridiculous, like only four goals in a season or something like that. Something yeah. insane. Like he was so he was just so injured, the money just couldn't justify it. And then when Mike Ashley comes in then and sees how bad that transfer went and how much money was hemorrhaged from this one player, you can see why he's tied with money now. Because he doesn't want to just splash out on that every single time. No, he's a tight fuck. No, but that's my point. That's his argument. <laughs> that's the, 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 the trauma is there. He the precedence uses, he is there. He uses Michael Owen as a kind of... As an excuse, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think so. When you look at the, when you look at the ownership of the Newcastle beforehand, that just used to sign mad people. They always had a problem historically with signing a backup for Shearer. They tried, They spent like £16 million on a guy called Fasundo Aspira. And he was great for like a couple of games and then gone. And he still like had a massive like wage budget. You know, he came from like a from a Turkish club, I think, who were like on pittance. So to get him out of the club, out from the from the small pond, let's say, offering big money, and he, he was gone after four games. He got, broke his leg or something. And he was gone. <laughs> so they had this massive track record. Somebody else break his leg. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, like and, and it just made complete. As well. Not even yellow. Yeah, not even just like hand up. Sorry, that's it. But no, it made complete sense. When I looked at it and I said, yeah, this is the worst transfer because it's fucked up a club, I think, for the last 20 years. And it seriously poisoned a lot of wells. And uh, you're still getting a lot of clicks out of it now as well because he, he's bringing out his autobiography. I hope no one reads it. Uh, I hope is no there one like a number of Newcastle booksellers that are just going, look, there's yeah. no, they're not selling the book. Yeah, there's actually yeah. sports sports like book uh, re- uh, sellers that are going, that are completely vetoing yeah. Yeah, now, going. In all fairness, they're vetoing it. But he was he was quite not liked, uh, Tyneside. No, because so he they cost him so they much money. They weren't going to sell a whole lot of yeah. copies. So that's like, well, I'm not going to sell any of like, you know, this particular yeah. racist new book. It's <laughs> like you weren't going to sell a lot of copies. So like boycotting it, you're like, yeah. Going, oh, I'm not gonna it's one of those underlying things. If anything, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's one of those underlying things that until you actually dig down into it, you can see why Newcastle fans hate fucking Andy. Like I say, Andy Carroll, Michael Owen. It, that's why it makes so much and sense. Really, really put the bill into them. Like, yeah, really and, it's like, and like Newcastle are mad for cold. He was getting. I didn't realize that like, he was getting helicopter rides to and from games. Yeah, no, that was part of his contract. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So you see, that's how much money they were costing every single game, every single time he was playing, and he was injured for all of it, and then he went to Man United on a free. Sounds like Ozil. Well, does he in Ozil? Oh, Nemo's first season for us, like he equaled the Premier League assist record. Yeah, he was actually useful. He was, he was, he was effective. No, just like the kind of vitriol of like, oh, oh yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're spunking three, three grand. Mm. What was it three hundred fifty a week? Yeah, three. Well, gross three fifty. Yeah. yeah, but you can imagine how much that was then in two thousand two money before the yeah, big yeah, TV yeah. deals, where you could actually, you, you could waste all the tax money on player wages. 
Newcastle didn't have this money to spend. Yeah. They just did. Like this is the I think there's even the death knell of Bobby Robson because Bobby Robson didn't want to sign Michael Owen. The owners did ahead and he left. Yeah. So Newcastle lost their best manager they ever had. Signed a player that was well beyond beyond his prime by the time they got to him. Like even at what, 25, 26 where he was. We used him up when he was younger. Oh, was burnt out. Completely burnt out. Uh, and then new owners then t- came in, which was Mike Ashley, Sports Direct and all that, and said, yeah, I'm not doing that. That is not how we do, we're going to do business here because I want to make money out of this club. Yeah, and then he looks at how every other club is doing it mm. better and going, we're not going to do that because I will make less money. Yeah. So I'm going to choke this club. Like, but like I said, myself but imagine how much debt, Thursday how much money he had to deal with going out of the club based off one player <laughs> that couldn't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. Signing players who can't play. Shocking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um, awful sad. It's awful sad. So, guys, that has been the Liquid Football Podcast for this week. Um, we'll have an extra time show, hopefully, next week, depending on how the energy levels are. <laughs> Might be a quick one, considering. But um, for now, anyway, I've been Jonathan. That has been Neil. That has been Rachel. And we'll see you next time. Take it easy.